I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you will hear us in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Good morning. Welcome to Morning Java, brought to you as always by our friends at the Get-Go Cafe and Market, where it's Thanksgiving every day, every day, because they've got the Pilgrim Sandwich, which is Thanksgiving on a bun, which means if you like what you have on Thanksgiving, just think of it as like being available to you all through the holiday season. Joined by Ramon Foster uh, down in Hendersonville, Tennessee. And, and Moan, it's, it's Ravens week or it's Ravens short week. Really yeah. short week. Really. Like one practice for Pittsburgh and zero for Baltimore. <laughs> Tell first of all, what what impact does that have? I mean, I, you hear athletes say it both ways, like, oh, we don't need so much practice. But then when there isn't enough, it becomes an issue. Yeah. Um, it has an impact in the sense of okay, well, how savvy is your team? How many veterans do you have on your team? Also, the mindset of the coach, too. If a coach has a mindset to have guys ready at all times, that's what happens soon. I feel like that's where if you're interviewing our team in Pittsburgh, that's where the advantage comes in at is we have always been ready no matter what. And guess what? If we're not, Coach Tomlin's going to hit you with the we do not care. I'll see you on game day type of mindset anyway because the job got to get done because if for anything, they want to see Pittsburgh lose. And the way I feel about Baltimore not having any uh, practices, not my problem. Good nice. luck with it. You know, there, but there's just there's not going to be any sympathy extended in nah. their direction in any capacity, is there? No, absolutely not. I, that just remind, reminded me. I had an open bet with a, a, a restaurant in, in Baltimore. They bet me the first time they played, and then they said, "See you next time." And guess what? I'm going to do this time. Hey guys, you still want to bet for free food again? <laughs> <laughs> And I'll see how enthusiastic they are. The thing is, and I understand that COVID is a serious thing and everything else. And, and, you know, you wish well for, you know, the guys on the, you know, the, the, the the two running backs uh, and anybody that they might've come in contact with. So certainly not making light of that, but at the same time, it's part of the game this year. It just is. I mean, Vance is just not coming off the COVID list right now, man. We've had guys that had to miss practice and, and have adjustments to their schedule. I mean, Pittsburgh is without their uh, young, really good uh, linebacker and Devin Bush this year, too. So every team has their issues, DK. It's a matter of how good your coaching is and the, the, his, his, his coaching staff to keep guys focused. It's, it's about how mature the guys are as professionals to handle these type of adjustments. And honestly, it's, it's simply not making excuses. You guys have heard me time and time again. Mike Tomlin is something I live by also. Hey, people either don't want to hear your problems or glad you got them. And guess what? If the offices in New York say the ball game is on, you better put together whatever you can to put up whatever show you you need to make yourself feel good about it. 
when you faced Baltimore last season, I assume they didn't exactly hold back because they saw that you didn't have Ben. I mean, it, that's the way those games went, and and they were and they were the same Pittsburgh Baltimore. It was types of meetings, and it's not like they were going, oh, yeah, but hang on, sorry guys, we know you don't have your franchise quarterback. You know, it's just uh, not how it works. It wasn't. Truth be told, that was my last professional game in Baltimore against that team, against a team with a team that was bendless, uh, a defense that was scrapping and doing everything they needed to get done. And heck, we competed well enough still, but I never forget, like, man, it doesn't matter what what emotional feelings you have going into it. If if they can put their foot on your neck, they will. And that's what I tell Pittsburgh this weekend. Put your foot on their neck. I always say if it's if it's a game between me and you. Okay, this has been my mantra for a long time in this league. If it's a game between me and you, and I got the opportunity to get you, I'm going to step on your neck to get what I want. Pittsburgh is trying to win the AFC North first. Goal number one every single year. And after that, now it's positioning as far as playoff seeds. Okay, but let's throw in a number two B, if you will. Okay. Uh, this 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 can, you said put foot on the neck. This This can come really close to ending Baltimore season. Don't tell me that's not a factor in this. It is. It is for a lot of different reasons. I think one is the terror they they put on everybody last year with Lamar offense and just league MVP. And there's no nothing against him. It's just nobody had figured out how to stop them. Nobody had figured out how to neutralize Lamar. And if you look at team after team after team, the ones that beat beat them or competed with them, uh, Andy was on their way until they had offensive uh, troubles. But if you look at it, it's also this also could be the end of an era. I mean, we I had somebody ask me earlier this week, well, what is it going on with the Titans in, in Baltimore? And I said, I feel like the culture isn't what it was. Um, what was the GM that they had that just retired last year? Uh, Ozzie Newsom. His type of guys might not be the guys that are in that building right now as a whole as the ones that's playing right now. And uh, I don't want to say Harbaugh is on uh, the hot seat, but let's not forget. That last game we had in which we're watching Baltimore uh, before Lamar went on this run. You remember we were all sitting in the stadium. Everybody's kumbaya and watching the game. Harbaugh was on the way out there in Baltimore. I remember if that. If they lose twice Yeah, he was Pittsburgh, lucky to stick. Yeah. He was lucky to stick. So I, I, I venture out to say I feel like he's on the short leash also. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many you know, more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. All right, here comes one where, where Ramon takes us not only inside the huddle, but inside the brain of the franchise's quarterback. Because the franchise's quarterback this week was visibly irritated, which is hilarious considering they're 10-0 and 0 and everything. But he can, he can be that way, as you know infinitely better than I do. And his thing, he had a hard time spitting it out. Like, what's wrong, Ben? What's wrong, Ben? Yeah. And finally, it came out. They didn't get enough points Sunday in Jacksonville. Um, 
I know he's he's kind of into this 30-point thing, and I, and I get that. Yeah. He's, he's been into that for a while, and I understand that. You're setting a bar somewhere, and the, the Steelers ended up with 27, and he genuinely felt like they could have gotten more. And he didn't come out and say that, but that they did not have a pretty second half. Right. But then when he's pressed on it some more uh, in, his, in his weekly thing uh, with us, this was on Tuesday, he gets real edgy about the – the idea that the Steelers somehow need to be running more. They need to have a certain percentage of run pass. He just said, we just need to win the football game. Yeah. Whatever that is. But when I hear that moan, all I hear is I want to pass more. What, what is it exactly? What, what is it with, is he, did he just want to pass the ball more or is it just, you know, he just doesn't want to be dictated to what the percentages should be. Yeah. I, I, I think, Okay, if I'm answering this, I think he doesn't want to be dictated what the percentages are because at the end of the day, winning the game is all that matters. I mean, it's not a big deal if Ben is having the 500-yard passing game. We don't look at the, the the runs then, the run pass then. Also looking in the sense of him sending the 30 points is when you said that, the thing that kind of my mind was this, DK. Pittsburgh is a really good team, am I right? Pittsburgh is also a team if you put Vegas odds on it or whoever said, hey, they should be a Super Bowl contender. That is also very true in a sense. Yep. Um, the other side of this is this. They're in a competition with themselves, I think, more this year, considering what's happened last year. And also the gap between being a deep in a playoff contender. And so I bring all of that around in a sense of saying, okay, the run pass situation means something, but it means nothing. I think the points mean more to Ben than it does how you get those points. Um, I know I've written about it. I know we've had uh, Java about getting, excuse me, getting the run game going, moving forward with that being balanced up. Um, but I think the biggest thing of it all, the biggest issue of it all, or the biggest goal, the big picture item is score with Kansas City. I think he's thinking, and it may not have been said in a team meeting, it may just be a thought. But in order to win the AFC North, I mean, win the AFC championship this year, I think Kansas City's going to walk into it. They're good enough. Mahomes is good enough. I'm a player and been in this role before when we were in positions, okay, we got to find ways to beat those type of teams. If we can beat the Patriots this way and we can minimize them and we can score, the defense we know can do certain things. I think the points level of 30 means a lot. Because our defense is good enough, but they're not playing in Kansas City in the regular season. So you don't get a chance to get that film out there. Right. If the Steelers' defense can keep Kansas City under 27, 24 points, at 24 points, and this offense is able to score 30 consistently, I think that's the biggest aggravating part of it all to Ben is we got to mm -hmm. work towards that. So I don't care how we're scoring or where our yards are coming from. Heck, if I'm throwing the ball 40 times with this elbow off the, this, this past injury season, cool, so be it. But guess what? We're scoring points. I think that is the biggest stickler to him as far as uh, getting asked that question. That is the biggest deterrent and like, yeah, but I, if you're asking me and me knowing him, yeah, that's that, what I would say it means. Up, actually, yeah. it all adds up because anybody who stayed up and watched that Sunday game Yes. I mean, it was just a track meet. And it whoever was, was going to have – I'm, I'm referring for people who don't know to the Las Vegas-Kansas City game. Yeah. I thought Derek Carr played just as well as Patrick. He's, he's playing so much he better really this year. He really is. 
Yeah. Uh, and with, with fewer weapons, I might add, than what Mahomes mm -hmm. has. Imagine and, if they'd had AB still. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, <laughs> so he, he's, he's on to something if that's what he's looking at, because you're going to need to score 30-plus points to beat the Chiefs. The funny thing yeah. is, is at the end of his session on Tuesday, somebody, uh, uh, Mike Pursuta from WDBE, who, who knows Ben uh, as well as most do, uh, actually asked him, are you looking at the Chiefs <laughs> for a scoring, I know, right, for a scoring barometer? And knowing Mike as I do, I wouldn't be surprised if Mike was privy to something and i'm glad I'm, I'm dropping this on you on camera here because i know it, that's my first time here yeah <laughs> i know i don't know because that that's actually pretty cool because it tells you a lot about it's the big picture it's always the big picture always. it's not the, you know you want to beat jacksonville and everything else but you've got to get better and you've got to raise a bar Mm -hmm. And I think he was upset with a lot of things that happened in the second half of that game against the Jaguars because some of them were him. I mean, he, he, he didn't make a lot of passes. Yeah. And I'll say this too. We, we say we never look forward to stuff or look ahead, and that's true. We don't. But I'll say this. The scouting that's probably been done at 3400 South Water Street in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, on the south side, is every single game is watching, every single person is watching the Kansas City. This is as strong as a team as Pittsburgh's ever had. And the ability to either win the AFC North now, compete and beat anybody else in the playoffs is huge. I'll never forget the, uh, the, the playoff race we had in 2010 when we went to the uh, Super Bowl. We were all game, prep, game prepping for uh, – it was for New England. And then the Jets ended up winning, right? Mm -hmm. I, I, I vividly remember our scouting department and coaches like, oh, we got to get the Jets. We got to start looking at the Jets because they, they just knew they were going to lose, you know, whatever the case may have been. <laughs> and that's where I feel like they are as far as this season. Uh, it means a lot, man. You look at, we talked about it at our radio station this morning, the amount of free agents that Pittsburgh's got to go through next year. Oh, it's I mean, let's, the roster. I know. Let's not yeah. even go. Let's not even go that far. But this year means a lot. And I, I think the locking in of, uh, right now, Kansas City holds the crown, uh, but Pittsburgh is, is is coming forward in the sense of whatever it takes, and that thirty points a game means a lot. So when Ben said it doesn't matter the percentages of run versus pass, um, I ventured out to believe that because I I'll say what's the ultimate goal, and that's to play Kansas City in the AFC Championship. So the Ravens come into Pittsburgh on Thanksgiving night. It's a game that the moment the schedule came out even with coronavirus and everything else, everybody circled because regardless of how many people you were going to have in Heinz Field, you're going to have the whole country watching these arch rivals play. Uh, it's, in, it's in our place. It is on national TV. There's great exposure for the city. Mike Tomlin described it uh, immediately after the game in Jacksonville, I might add, as an honor to be part of that. Yeah. Uh, to say, you know, to, to say that, you know, the whole football world, really the whole country, because everybody turns that game on. It's the highest rated regular season game. Um, is it going to be a dud now? I don't know. You know, I don't think so. I'll say this. If you're a fan of Pittsburgh, you don't care if it's a dud. So that, <laughs> a little bit too, but I mean, you know, all right. If you're in, you know, you know, Poughkeepsie, New York, is it, is it a okay. dud? 
No, I don't think so. It's because these teams are going to play each other hard no matter what. I mean, look at us last year. We still competed well with, with Baltimore in a sense, man. It doesn't matter who's in or who's out. The rivalry between the coaches is always going to be pure. Not that there's a rivalry, but the, the back and forth is always pure. pure. It's always a, a sense of I got you, ha-ha type of moment, you know. And it's, We'll shake hands. We'll dap it up. We'll go on to the next year. I'll see you again next year. That's what you always look forward to is I'll see you again next year. And I say this, if Pittsburgh does win this game conventionally, or they control it throughout the most part, um, I always think about, well, we got to see them again next year. You know, that's that's the type of uh, mindset that this game brings. So um, it being a dud, I just don't think so because they're going to play well. Baltimore defense is well enough, good enough to where they can still compete and try to control the game. That's where they come from. And then uh, getting Lamar at Hinesville, I think, would be more, uh, I guess, uh, riveting, more and more of an, uh, I guess, you're vindicated in the sense of like, yeah, we got you here and at your house, which we haven't yet. So I think it'll still be good. Well, let's let's get down to the picks here because they don't have the Ravens, uh, both of their their top running backs, mm -hmm. uh, and Mark Ingram and J.K. Dobbins. Dobbins really coming along, by the way. He is. Uh, they don't have Brandon Williams. I know you know Saw Brandon that. Williams well. You doggone <laughs> right, yeah. Uh, they. You know, they, they might not have Calais Campbell. Um, mm -hmm. it, it's they're not coming in here at full strength. What's your what's your pick here? I got us. I got us winning. I keep saying us. I got us winning. Uh, I have Pittsburgh winning. If Ben wants to get 30 on Baltimore, he will. He can. Uh, if they minimize the mistakes, guys taking the, the ball where it needs to go, run and pass after catch. Um, I say they win this. Man, it'd be beautiful. They go 35. I'll be honest with you, 35-18. No, no, no. 35-17. 35-17. Uh, uh, there's a lot to like about the matchup from the Pittsburgh perspective. But at the same time, one of the things that I think that we can bank on the Steelers doing, maybe for the first time this season, and it's something that you've been part of, but they haven't shown yet in 2020. Randy Feetner was strongly suggesting that they might come out big. Um, now, he's done that in the past where he suggested this and then nothing of the sort has materialized. But when that happens, what impact does it have on a team? Because if you think about Baltimore, you think of them from the, the perspective of their secondary, the guys yeah. they have in the back. So if you come out with a big set, does Baltimore have to come out with bigs of their own? Why don't they just say, you know what? You do what you want. Yeah. You know what? They do. And you know, Randy's funny. You know why Randy's doing this? Because Baltimore's without Calais and Brandon, okay? Uh -huh. Brandon Williams. They're outmatched at this point. And I'll say this too. I don't know if Baltimore's linebacker core is good enough in the past pro to be able to say, Okay, if they do decide to go out with Ebron again, still in that big set, you're still going to be outmatched in the sense of personnel. And also, it's this it's disrespectful, and I love it too. Okay, <laughs> I absolutely love it, DK, because again, your mindset is this I respect you, but because you're less than and I know it, I'm going to abuse you. It's not like Gerald Hawkins is about to go out in the pass route, I've seen him run the pass tree. He is <laughs> eligible. He's eligible. He's eligible. 
There is no way. And Randy is just saying, hey, look, you want to run the ball? So I'm going to give you exactly what you're looking for. I'm going to put my big personnel out there and my guys up front. Hey, whether we get two yards or whether we get 20 yards, we're going to run it at you until we break you. And that is the beauty of the big set. And we're going to keep a lot of your DBs off the field as, yes. as well. From the other perspective, you and I have talked many times about the Steelers solving or figuring out Lamar. Uh, Keith Butler beautifully bit back on that one yesterday, saying he's the dadgum MVP. We haven't solved anything. Um, I, I don't do a very good Keith Butler, but if I did, that would have been very funny. The, but when you said it, I heard it in my mind. Yeah, I know. You heard it in his voice. Yeah. Um, they really have, though, haven't they? I mean, they, they put together they the have. template, and now – and now we see that Pittsburgh has beaten him, and we see that Tennessee, using the Pittsburgh template, has beaten the, the Ravens City. not once, but now again this past Sunday. Um, wow. How did yeah. they pull that off? How did they do it? I'll say this. that uh, if, if for anything, I appreciate certain things continuing on. Pittsburgh has historically been known for its defense. And throughout the years and decades, it stayed that way. Coach Tomlin kind of curated that in the way. And when he came in, the type Dick LeBeau to now Keith Butler. And also Coach Tomlin's dealings in it a little bit as much as he can. It's just the type of coaches that they did. When they moved on from Coach Mitch, in the sense of just having him in a role, I'm sure he's a guy that still has input here. There are at least is around the building, man. Uh, it's a mindset. There were certain changes that were made. Coaches were shift around. Coach Butts went to the outside linebacker coach also. Um Defense is, is big in Pittsburgh. Defense is something that they treasure. Defense is something that uh, they know offenses is what sells tickets, but defense is what wins championships. And because of those reasons, when you have a hot dynamic guy, the way Baltimore does in Lamar, you got to get him while you can every single time, because if not, he's a guy that can run a division. It's the same way the Arizona game was so big for us last year when Kyle was playing. I mean, look what look what we did against him in oh a sense God. of like, it, it, it was. I thought he was going to go back to playing baseball after that game. You feel me? Like, think about those things and those guys, man. Mom, like, he looked like he seriously, he looked like he, his body language was that he didn't want to be out there. I'm not, I mean, that sounds crazy, especially now since he's matured. Mm -hmm. He, well, he also got DeAndre Hopkins, which, right. which doesn't hurt it helps your enthusiasm, whatever, but yeah, he had, there was no, he had no chance that day. None. Yeah. And that's as simple as just giving them time. And the only thing that I can say out of it is the whole Patriots Pittsburgh thing, man, and the Patriots had a system that just worked. They, they waited on our mistakes. And I think watching this team now, they're minimizing those mistakes. They found ways to override those mistakes. It'd be really, really interesting to see this defense with this offense and this tools that they have against those Patriot teams. I, I, I'd venture to say that Pittsburgh, they would either split those games or Pittsburgh would win those games. And I know it's revisiting the past and putting a, a scenario up that we can't see right now, but that, um, that mindset of Coach Butler, Keith Butler and his defense is, we're going to get you eventually. And now it's at a part to where it looked like with Lamar, um, He's got to become a better pro. We had Michael Vick on my show uh, here in Nashville. And that's one of the things that he said to a guy that was like him. He's like, it's a passing league. 
It's like the passing has to come first. Your legs is a, hey, that's, that's the side dish. Um, they're going to force him to be a better passer if he's going to play in the AFC North against Pittsburgh two times a year. Moan, happy Thanksgiving to you, my man. Happy Thanksgiving, all you guys. Stay safe. Love each other. Be thankful. Have fun.